This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 1st. This is episode 348. My name is Dan Ellis and I am joined by two wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yes, sir. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Hey, hey. Woo, so glad to hear you guys' voices. So tonight we're just going to dive right in. Taylor has done some extensive research on PragerU, which is the subject of this show, and I'm excited to learn all about it. What do you got, Taylor? Hey, today I want to talk to you guys about PragerU. Um, PragerU is a fairly like well-known uh, video service. This service isn't quite the right word. It's, it's basically a media company. Uh, that bills itself as an educational company. Uh, PragerU stands for Prager University. They're not a real university. And it's the brainchild of conservative talk radio host, uh, Dennis Prager. I'll talk more about him in a minute. PragerU presents five-minute videos on more than 300 topics from the Israeli apartheid to gun control to socialism and lots more. Dennis Prager says that he wants the best thinkers presenting their best ideas. Their goal is to, quote, undo the damage inflicted by an education system that teaches U.S. students that their country is a land of inequality and racism and a place of which to be ashamed. Hmm. I never I never liked that line. Those what, what, the way they say that, like, you feel you feel ashamed, don't you? It's like, no, I don't feel ashamed about what, you know, might have happened in the past. I had no control of what happened in the past, but. I can recognize what has happened in the past and try to have a better future, mm-hmm. right, which is right. different than being ashamed of the past. Yeah. I mean, yes. we shouldn't just keep it on the same track. We need to change, change yeah. lanes. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly it. Like if, if there's anything I feel ashamed of currently, it's that we're, well, not we, but a lot of people are choosing to set aside a bunch of our history and not even discuss it as if it's off limits. And if we yeah, do right. that, we're never going to learn from it and we're never going to advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So PragerU has videos with titles like Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings, Black, Millennial, Female, and Conservative. Ooh, I know who that is. Why I Left the Left. Why Isn't Communism as Hated as Nazism? We're One Step Closer to Dictatorship with Joe Rogan. Yeah. And What White People Are Superior At. Oh, that, whoa, that, um, uh, along with, yep. Along with other more bucolic titles like (laughs) TBH history, the American revolution, part one, how to prep for a job defining Liberty and who was Christopher Columbus. So those are some, those are some video titles. None, none stuck out to you guys there though. Right. They're all pretty Um, much the same. (laughs) Um, what is TBH history? Uh, to be honest, to be Uh, honest, Oh, Oh, Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, cause that's the lingo the kids use these days to BH. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're going after a certain crowd. Yes. Uh, um, and, and you can tell 
to a degree from some of the presenters that they've had on PragerU. Um, mm-hmm. Charles Krauthammer, which I don't expect honestly anyone to know. He was actually yeah, a don't... fairly rigorous conservative intellectual. Um, he was on Fox News a lot. He died fairly recently, like within the last five years. Um, but like he was one of the last of a generation of actual intellectual conservatives, like very well read, very well studied um, people and, and was kind of notable because he was paralyzed from the, the chest down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and to have been able to accomplish the amount of like research that he did overcoming his disability was legitimately like a pretty cool thing. So he um, was like Stephen Hawking's like counterpart. No. Uh, I mean, like, there's an opposite that smart and no. not that disabled, but yes. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like the opposite. Yeah. There's a bizarro world. He's the mm-hmm. other, he's right, the right, other world. Right. If, if Stephen Hawking had studied like, political science and economics instead of astrophysics. Yeah. But I feel like I would rather have more Stephen Hawking's than Charles Krauthammer's for sure. Mm-hmm. I was just um, trying to make a bad Stephen Hawking joke. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> just roll on by with that one there. Yeah. Uh, so in addition to Charles Krauthammer, uh, they have other respectable figures like uh, Tucker Carlson. Wait, or, you said um, respectable. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nigel Farage. Oh, are you doing that millennial uh, sarcastic or well, not even sarcastic? Well, sure, sarcastic, uh, ironic thing. The the millennial. You guys irony. are getting awful boomer on me. All right. So, in additional, there was Nigel Farage, uh, Michelle Malkin, Ben Shapiro, uh, Jordan Peterson, Boo, Stephen Crowder. Uh, Boo. You. Everyone knows who Steven Crowder is. They just don't know who Steven Crowder is. Um, if you've ever seen the meme with the guy sitting at the desk that says, change my mind, that's Steven Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to do like a micro segment on him someday because he's actually not a terribly cool guy. No, um, he's not at all. Dinesh D'Souza, uh, convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza. Um, yeah. Adam Carolla, Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA, and... Uh, Douglas Murray of the black folks aren't as intelligent as white folks bell curve fame. And wasn't Dinesh D'Souza on the pardon list from Donald Trump? He was. He was. That's how he uh, got out of jail, if I recall, from being a convicted felon uh, for campaign finance uh, fraud. If I remember right, he didn't actually go to prison. Oh, he probably got the rich person treatment. He he got the here's a slap on your wrist. Pay that money Mm -hmm. back. You owe us a big, big fine for uh, campaign because um, he was donating too much money to political parties is what his uh, yeah wasn't he doing uh, like a straw uh, straw donor kind of thing where he yeah. was bundling yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, all right so I did a survey of their YouTube channel and saw that they have a spread of material that ranges from pro-Christian anti-separation of church and state uh, very libertarian content some vaguely what I would call alt-light content um, this is very pro-white and like basically blames black folks for all of their problems, um, denies anything like, you know, systemic apparatuses of racism, like the 13th Amendment or redlining or anything like that. Um, but it does buck against alt-right explicit trends in that it is very pro-Israel uh, and specifically it's like very Zionist Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, and it, it attempts to like literally whitewash a lot of our history. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both literally and in like a clever figurative sense. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, 
Dennis Prager himself is a Brooklynite. He's uh, actually from Flatbush, which really disappoints me because Flatbush is a fantastic neighborhood. Um, He worked as a conservative talk radio host for about 30 years in Los Angeles. Um, He attended Yeshiva, but he does espouse Judeo-Christian values. And that is like his primary thing. Like, so what is Yeshiva? It's, it's like a religious, like, like, not school, but like school. Um, if I recall correctly, it's the thing where you memorize the the Torah, but I'm not okay. positive about that. Um, just because I like, I'm, I'm just not raised culturally Jewish or in a region that has lots of uh, Judaism. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's an Orthodox it's, Jewish college or seminary. Okay, there you go. So it'd be comparable to like, yeah, like a like a Catholic seminary. It sounds like. Mm. Yep. Okay. I figure I didn't know what it was, so I would ask. I no, that's, that's fair, and I should have come better prepared on that. But, uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, yeah. um, that's what I'm here for, Taylor. I appreciate you, Ryan, undermining <laughs> me at my every step. <laughs> no, yeah, so he, he attended um, like, a, like a Jewish religious school. Um, but like that, that is juxtaposed against the fact that he makes a heavy emphasis on the like pretty common phrase now on the right, this Judeo-Christian value thing, which is really something that's only evolved in the wake of like World War II, when a lot of the folks who were very starkly Christian and wanted to like embed Christianity in government um, also didn't want to be attached anymore to the baggage of a lot of Southern Christians in America who were profoundly anti-Semitic. And so they started rolling out this new sort of ideology of what they call Judeo-Christian. Um, but it's really just the parts of the the Jewish Bible, the, the parts of the Torah um, that were already important to Christianity anyway, like um, Abrahamic law and that kind of shit. Um, Dennis Prager in interviews with the press has said that he tends to see Trump as a necessary evil. He once wrote for the National Review, quote, leftism is a terminal cancer in the American bloodstream and soul, and that voting for Trump over Hillary Clinton was political chemotherapy needed to prevent our, as in America's, demise. Mm. I don't think that went well. Yeah, we've got people in the wake of Trump's presidency seeking to overturn a duly elected government that doesn't seem to be uh, a great American value. Yeah. I mean, it could just be that that's the chemotherapy continuing to kill the bone marrow of America, the patient, but I don't know. Um, (laughs) I, I can't pretend to understand his reasoning. Um, Prager advocates for what he calls Americanism. And as far as I know, this is like a him thing. Um, I couldn't find references to Americanism outside of like him and his immediate circle. Um, he describes Americanism as a sort of civic nationalism based on what, uh, you know, putting in air quotes, what he calls an American Trinity of individual liberty, Judeo-Christian values, and identifying as an American first before other national, ethnic, religious, or other affiliations. Yeah, that, uh, over his religious affiliations, that seems a little strange. Well, well, so he he would say that one of the pillars of Americanism is to identify as being an American before you identify as being like, say, Jewish or Christian or Muslim or black or, you know, what have you. Right. 
Mm. I mean, it, it basically sounds like he's saying assimilate or get the mm. get out. Right, because where one of the previous elements of the Trinity was Judeo-Christianity, it seems to him like he's saying, if you identify as an American Judeo-Christian, then you're fine. But if you identify as any of these other groups, we don't want to hear about it. Well, and that's kind of what I interpret from that. Yeah. Well, and that seems to run counter to the whole idea of the of the Great American Experiment, where 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 this melting pot or mixing yeah. bowl of all different kinds of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, if only there was a six part series on how America was founded as a, a Christian nation, right? And uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when I when I when I hear that, I also think along the lines of like people that come from other countries, especially people that come from South America, from like Mexico, saying, "Well, yeah, I'm a Mexican American. Like, mm-hmm. I still hold on to my Mexican heritage, but I'm an American now." Yeah, I'm basically saying like, "No, you have to dissolve completely." Right. Anything right, right. from Mexico. Get rid of that. Don't bring that here. Don't even mm-hmm. don't even use that term that you're a Mexican American. Yeah. Well, Conversely, then, like I grew up hearing about how we were Polish American and I can't yeah. speak a word of Polish. Yeah. Well yeah. well and and I mean that that would seem to indicate that then there are, you know, that Native Americans are the true Americans, but I doubt that Mr. Prager would agree with that. Mm-hmm. No, I have a feeling he would fall more in line with like uh, Rick Santorum's feelings on the matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. This is Mikey Weinstein. I'm the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. You're a brain scientist. Can you tell me why I did that in there? I mostly do clinical research in neuroscience. I don't really specialize in temper tantrums. Maybe you need a child psychologist or a binky. It's a solid burn. I deserved it. I did. But please, can you help me? Why did I do that? Okay, here's my guess. As humans evolved, the first big problem we had to overcome was me versus us. Learning to sacrifice a little individual freedom for the benefit of a group. You know, like sharing food and resources so we don't starve or get eaten by tigers, things like that. Okay, with you so far. The next problem to overcome was us versus them, trying to see other groups different from ours as equals. That one we're still struggling with. It's why we have racism and nationalism and why fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin hate fans of The Rock. No, we hate The Rock because he went Hollywood and Stone Cold keeps it real, so The Rock's fans are the real jabronis. Point made. Keep going. Well, what's interesting about you is I don't think you ever got past the me versus us stage. The Brady Bunch is basically the first group that became part of your self-identity, and now that's breaking up. You're feeling this new kind of loss, and you're scared of going back to being alone. I mean, that's just my guess. The other possible medical diagnosis is that you're just a bit of a dick. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Getting back to it. Prager's organization is a nonprofit, and he says that he derives his funding primarily from donations. About 40% of his funding comes from about 130,000 donors, but the vast majority of the, of the funding that he receives comes from the Wilkes brothers, who are a pair of billionaires who made their fortune by fracking. The CEO of PragerU is Marissa Street who is a former Israeli Defense Forces intelligence troop. And she also was a headmistress of a, um, like a Jewish school in New York 
um, and not like a yeshiva, like just like a regular high school, but that was for like Jewish students as opposed to being like a seminary type school. But yeah, she she served in an intelligence unit in the Israeli Defense Forces. Um, can I just like? I mean, yeah, they're they're also obviously earning money off of YouTube. Is that like their primary place where they're actually putting their videos up, or do they do a lot through websites as well? Oh well, so we will get to that. Okay, um, because they host their videos on YouTube, but they yeah. market everywhere. Okay. Yep. That's where I'm just noticing. I'm looking at their, they have uh, 473,000 followers mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, it, but they, they spend more money than they earn in revenue from YouTube. Like their okay. job is not to make money by it's, putting their videos on YouTube. They are putting money into their videos on YouTube in order to spread their message. Yeah. Right. Like that's the directionality of the flow of funds. Um, and, and like I said, of their operational budget, and I'll get into to more details on the numbers later, um, but 60% of their budget comes from a limited set of extremely wealthy uh, conservative individuals. Who would like to see a certain agenda pushed? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, Prager describes his model as give us five minutes and we'll give you a semester. Their current tagline is the smaller, short videos, big ideas. In order for a video to be produced for PragerU, it has to be evergreen, which means the content has to be relevant outside of a news cycle or current event context. And it has to fit the topic of what he describes as being Americanism. The videos also require a high degree of polish, which lends a significant air of authority and profe- uh, authority and professionalism. Each video costs between twenty-five and thirty thousand dollars to make, and the production work is largely outsourced to independent contractors. The scripts are very carefully edited, down to eight hundred words or fewer. Yeah, I'll say they like from the videos I've watched, they they're well produced. They yeah. do a really good job yeah. at it. Um. Dennis Prager told BuzzFeed News, uh, and they were a fantastic source for this. BuzzFeed, uh, New York Times, uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, Tribune did really good articles on this that I drew a lot of my research from, um, where I wasn't going on their website and whatnot myself. Um, Dennis Prager said, I regard Prager University as a university every bit as much as a traditional university. Unless one needs to study any of the natural sciences or math or a foreign language, one would learn more about life and gain more wisdom attending PragerU than attending almost any Western university. Wow. So he's not at all full of himself. No, not even a little bit. And as somebody who has attended several universities, I'm (laughs) not inclined to agree with him there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. When he says attend the university, they're not a real university. You don't sign up and go to class. Right. Yes. But that's that's the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, Just and there, watch have this on been, YouTube. there have the- been no deep subjects upon which I have acquired real expertise, which can be conveyed in five minutes or less. No. Even that in makes, chunks. Like, that, like uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's making you think that, like, history is simple. It's not. No. That's why um, I love Dan Carlin's hardcore history. He will take one subject and it's 20 hours long because that's how long it takes to tell you the right, information. Right. Um, or behind the bastards, right? Which yeah. will do one segment of one person's life and they'll do two or three hour long episodes covering that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so getting to your numbers question there, Ryan, uh, PragerU definitely understands itself as a media firm. Their annual operating budget, and I found reports varying between 10 and 23 million, they spend about 40% of that on marketing, targeting primarily young people from teens to college students. Analytics show that approximately one third of all Facebook members have seen a PragerU video. Facebook has like, what is it? 2 billion people on their platform oh, right now. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's one third of all Facebook members have seen a PragerU video. Um, the organization uses evangelical language to describe their goals, saying that they want to reawaken Americans. About a third of their viewers are not politically affiliated, which they see as a persuadable audience. Yeah. Uh, a quote from their marketing head, Craig Strazeri, uh, uh, sorry, Italian bugs me. Um, Craig Strazeri says, show me another conservative group that has an audience, a third of which isn't conservative. We're definitely not preaching to the choir. The show benefits from mutual sharing by and of conservative personalities like Steven Crowder, Joe Rogan, Dave Rubin, and Jordan Peterson, each of which have millions of viewers on their own, creating both a network of eyeballs as well as a pipeline to draw viewers further into conservative viewpoints. PragerU is not content to try to persuade young minds outside of college, replacing a four-year degree, as Dennis puts it. They're also trying to get their videos into school settings. More than 4,000 educators have signed up to use PragerU videos for things like sexual assault counseling or race issues, despite the fact that videos like these claim that society doesn't make reporting rape hard or that there is no systemic racism. PragerU also has created what's called Prager Force, a student organization of 6,500 members in high schools and colleges that host campus meetings and attend conventions. So how do they become a nonprofit? Um, by that, staying, yeah, yeah. They don't endorse any political candidates. In fact, true. it's been posited in some of the analysis that I've read uh, that PragerU very deliberately, like you cannot find the word Donald Trump. Okay. Anywhere. Literally anywhere on the entire YouTube channel, you can't find it. Um, they don't endorse candidates. They only endorse ideas. And according to how political financing works, that's legal. Like you can be a not-for-profit. Like American Atheists does the same thing, right? American True. Atheists won't go out and say, vote Biden over Trump, right? But they will say, vote for the candidate who is most likely to respect separation of church and state or support abortion rights, right? I mean, yeah. And I've always been full opinion that uh, those rules need to change for what is considered a nonprofit. Probably. Yeah. And and I think that there's a lot of not-for-profit reform that needs to happen in terms of how nonprofits show their books, um, yeah. especially religious organizations. And how um, you which qualify. Which can skip a lot of those rules. But yeah, um, because they don't make a profit, they they do respect um, the not-for-profit legal rules as far as I've been able to see. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, the vast majority of their uh, funding comes from like private, you know, very wealthy conservative individuals um, as opposed to like, say, revenue from their YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. from what I see, it's a conservative marketing 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's functionally like a think tank of like the Heritage Foundation, right? Yeah. Um, or the marketing arm of a think tank like the Heritage Foundation, but you know they they are able to comply with the basic letter of the law. So what's wrong with these videos? The biggest problem I have with them is that PragerU tries to label itself as a university. The word university means something, right? A university is an academic institution dedicated not only to scientific rigor, but a plurality of ideas. That includes liberal and conservative ideas. If you take an economics class at a college, you will find the works of Friedrich Hayes right next to John Maynard Keynes. You're going to find Marx and Adam Smith in the same textbook. Right. Because all of those individuals, left and right, made considerable contributions to the study of economics. It's not about presenting only a liberal point of view. Universities show you how things went from Smith to the industrial reforms of Marx to the social reforms of Keynes and on to the neoliberalism of, of Hayes. Right. They will go through that stair step and say, here is how economics has pendulumed back and forth and exchange that to every other field of study. Right. Where they will have legitimate views from both sides of the aisle, because that's what you need to acquire a good education. Mm-hmm. But because okay. in certain cases, um, Reality tends to have a liberal bias, right? It it is simply the case that the earth is not 6,000 years old, right? And so geology classes, biology classes will teach that the earth is not 6,000 years old. And it has created the sense in the mind of conservatives that because of that, colleges are liberal institutions and there must be an equal and opposite conservative institution. And honestly, it says more about them by way of projection than it does about the left. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, sorry, you had something. Oh, oh, I was just going to say that, um, the facts don't really care about your feelings. Right. Yeah. In, in that regard. Yes, they don't. Um, and they're, yeah, they're not facts here. Yeah. Uh, very much feelings on their side. Yep. I found a really good website that did an analysis of some of PragerU's videos. And I focused in on one of those in particular. Um, there is a video, uh, and I'm, I'm explicitly not going to name the title of the video or the individual who who was in the video um, because I don't want that to detract from like the data. Right? This video, uh, five minutes long, cited no sources, like in in the video itself, at the end of the video, in the call out box for YouTube. The video did link to a notes section on the PragerU website. But let's pause for a moment to consider that if you're marketing at people who you think only have the attention span for a five-minute video, you are probably aware that they won't read those notes. Mm -hmm. Now, in those notes, there were 52 citations. Note that I didn't say that they cited 52 sources. There were 52 citations that led to 10 total sources. So, How many of those were opinion pieces? Yeah, yeah, we're getting to that. <laughs> Three of them were articles written by the host of the video himself. Uh, One of them was literally an Amazon link to buy his book. Uh, One of them was a live leak video that had been taken down. Two of them were opinion articles, one in the New York Times and one in the Washington Post, written by employees of Prager U. And finally, there were three actual scholarly articles. But each of them were articles that didn't support the like 
idea thesis of the video, they merely provided a reference to incidental statistics cited within the video itself. Yeah. It's a uh, cherry picking that, at its finest. Well, and, and so that's the thing. Yeah. That's not academic rigor. That's not plurality. Universities aren't left versus right. They don't need a right counter to so-called leftist universities. What they need is rigor, right? If you are a good academic, right? If you are a scholar, you can find information that backs up your political theories, right? Mm -hmm. You can find data okay. which demonstrates what you believe in to make your arguments. But These you also videos, have to ignore other data. Right. Well, I mean, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Right. But but the thing is that these videos don't do that. Well, it seems like this is a lot of circular reasoning, like whether mm -hmm. whether it's circuitous in, in the way that it discusses whatever information he's presenting, but he's using himself as a source to back up himself, which yes, that yep. that is not at all the way things are supposed to work. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the same reason why uh, almost a decade ago now um, I was lent uh, a, a Mark, Mark, Mike, whatever, Levin book by my dad and and he was described as as somebody who really puts in the the intellectual work and cites a bunch of citations and that kind of thing and i did the same thing after reading a couple of chapters i went back to the the footnotes at the back of the book and i looked at the citations and over half of the citations were him citing his own previous works and at that point i put the book down because i realized that i wasn't dealing with a serious intellectual mm -hmm. you're, you're you're in an echo chamber of his thoughts yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the thoughts of his near peers, right? Who yeah. also themselves weren't performing actual, no shit, academic research in terms of acquiring a sample, going through peer review, using statistical analysis to verify the data that they were collecting. Hi, this is Allison Gill. I'm Vice President for Legal and Policy for American Atheists, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. The Ten Commandments have underpinned Western law. For centuries, indeed, for millennia. What's wrong with that? Well, uh, what's wrong with it is it isn't true, of course. The fact is, anybody, Socrates, for example, Plato, uh, his, his recorder, anybody who is interested in virtue, justice, truth, the right thing to do, is going to examine what is at the heart of good human behaviour. But let's look at what they don't do. They don't stop slavery, there's no mention of it, and they kept slaves. So, hello... What a perfect society they had because of their Ten Commandments. What did God forget? The Ten Commandments are the hysterical believings of a group of desert tribes. Those desert tribes have stored up more misery for mankind than any other group of people in the history of the planet, and they're doing it to this day. To say that that should underpin the way we live, to say it's a commandment, that gives all your game away. How dare my you game, command? You bid us be commanded. I think life is much more exciting than that to do with finding out. It's not Stephen. to do with being told by some Stephen. awful patriarch. Stephen, we're not speaking. We're trying to answer. I am sorry. I yeah, am. I'm happy to. to. Because these damn commandments of yours, you say they've made life better. I say they've suppressed and tyrannized ah. and bullied. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Just like the videos for PragerU follow a strict production format, their content tends to follow a pretty strict format. 
The videos generally begin uh, the videos begin with a generally true but often cherry picked point of information and then travel down a path of misrepresentation. For example, starting with the Civil War was fought over slavery. Yes, this is true. But pivoting to and Republicans led the government of the Union, which fought against slavery. Okay, yes, true. Then conveniently ignoring the Southern strategy pursued by Nixon's Republican Party to realign Southern Dixiecrats into the Republican Party. And finally, PragerU will assert, so remember, Democrats were the ones supporting slavery. As though conflating Democrats of 1865 with Democrats of 1969. Right. I mean, I've I've heard the argument from people on that one saying there was never a great shift or they're a flip. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes, there, yes, there was. I mean, I can show you voting record political maps, right? That'll yeah. show you how the deep South went from red to blue or sorry, from blue to red. Blue to and, red. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, and, and then you can look at the, the number of minority groups and the percentages of those minority groups who vote for Democrats versus Republicans mm-hmm. to say that all of those minority groups who are voting for Democrats are idiots is basically mm-hmm. what Prager is doing here. But but note how this has you now in the defensive position, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we will like put a pin in that, right? So another example is that a video might start by saying Americans support free speech, even speech that they disagree with, but then we'll pivot to, but liberals won't let conservatives speak at college campuses. But they're omitting that not all liberals everywhere, um, that it's not all liberals everywhere, but that liberal college students are either not attending the speech because they aren't being forced to, or that those liberal college students are exercising their own freedom of speech to protest the speaker. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, students are rejecting the use of their funds to be used as a speaking fee that goes toward the speaker, who then refuses to speak without being paid. I personally, me, Taylor Grin, was the communications uh, department senator in my university student senate. This is the organization that says we have an allocation of student funds that comes literally from their tuition, and we can disperse that as needed for students to do research projects, travel for academic stuff, as well as to bring on speakers proposed by different departments to speak to their students if they're relevant to their field of study. Um, It is well within the rights of students of the university to come to their student senate and say, we do or do not want you know, X person being paid our tuition money to come speak here. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. The speaker can still speak. They just can't do it for cash or they can't do it without having to deal with some protesters on the way in. And, and for people like Steven Crowder or Candace Owens, they're in it for the money. They're not yeah. going to go to a college and speak without getting paid. And to boot, it gives them the ability to turn around and say, oh, I've been canceled. They haven't been canceled. The students no. are just saying, we don't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freedom of speech doesn't mean you get to walk into any campus you want and spew whatever you want. That For $80,000. Yeah, that's yeah. not what freedom of speech is. Right. Um, but they will turn around and right, say that... Sorry, yeah, I was say, and saying that those students don't have the right to protest that speaker mm-hmm. yeah. is taking their freedom of speech away. Yep. But then they'll turn around and they'll say that all liberals just want to ban conservatives from having free speech. So the point I'm getting at is that most of the videos are bait and switch. They go from a sometimes rational position to a sweeping generalization of liberals or from a mild critique of liberal messaging to a disingenuous representation of facts and reason posited by liberals. 
Or in some cases, like literally any of the videos by Dinesh D'Souza or anytime Dinesh yeah. D'Souza opens his mouth, or I imagine if he woke up in the middle of the night and wrote something on a sketch pad, it's just an outright lie, right? Uh, for example, in one video, he tried to argue that fascism was a leftist ideology, despite the fact that fascism advocated for conservative positions like traditional values, women being homemakers, and business interests over unions. In another video, PragerU compared neo-Nazi and progenitor of the term alt-right Richard Spencer to Karl Marx and said that the main difference between the alt-right and leftism is that the left is larger. Mm. Hmm. Finally, and, and most insidiously, is that these videos tend to take a far-right perspective but present that perspective as neutral in a matter-of-fact tone. They bank on the fact that the younger audience might not have encountered the opposing viewpoint before or might be ignorant as to how far right the arguments are or how misrepresented the facts of history are being made. But now their internal Overton window has been shifted. And that's that's where I was talking about before, Dan. Um when you were now on the defensive about the Southern strategy, right? Imagine the person who had never heard of the Southern strategy before and their very first way of hearing about it was a PragerU video that said it didn't exist. And so now you, Dan, right? Not a historian, but knowing that real historians know that the Southern strategy was a very real thing, have to do the work of defending the Southern strategy being a thing that exists to some kid who just heard a very snazzy, highly well, you know, highly produced cut five minute video mm -hmm. that told them otherwise. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's it. That's PragerU. That's what it is. Um, that's why you shouldn't trust it. Uh, I mean, it's, I would it's say good. how the they're sitting in educational gaps. Mm -hmm. There's stuff that we don't really, that that isn't taught in school. I had a history teacher in high school that I absolutely loved because he would do the whole thing. Like, here's what the book says. But if you go here and like, look at this, 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 and this, here's kind of like more of the real history on these subjects. Like he was a history teacher. Like I got to teach you this, mm -hmm. but also keep this in mind. Like this is for the test. If we go over here and look at the, these sources. Um, yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. I remember growing up uh, and I, I took all the AP versions, uh, the advanced placement versions of, of history classes. And um, it's kind of like inner baccalaureate for people on the East Coast. I don't know where the split is there. But um, anyway, one of the things we looked at was like letters by uh, yeah. Christopher Columbus saying, hey, this place I just got to has a whole lot of really like uh, um technologically unadvanced people that would make fantastic slaves. Y'all should send some yeah. chains next time you come here. And, um, you know, going home and talking about that, I was told that, that was revisionist history. Um, no, those are his it's, words. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah. They're his words penned in his hand. It's just that, uh, you know, the only revision taking place is that that previously wasn't taught in school and now it was being so. Yeah. It's yeah. just like anything with our founding fathers where you can go to the Library of Congress and read actual letters they wrote on subjects that you were saying they didn't write on or right, right. under a glass have. panel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, they this was yes, they wrote the Constitution. They wrote all these other papers, but they also wrote other things in conjunction with that that were their views on those subjects. So there's more than just those few words that you mm -hmm. like to follow. Uh, there's a more there's more explanation to them which yeah. 
lend more light on stuff, which is kind of like, oh shit. So this is what he meant when he wrote that. Yep. But that's uh, that's it. That's what I got. That's PragerU. <sighs> well, thanks, man. I learned a lot about PragerU that I was not aware of before. I I didn't know. Like in my own mind, I figured that they were doing their thing as a way to get money, but apparently that's not it. Well, I guess it is in a roundabout way. They don't make their videos in order to make money off the videos. They make their videos in order to make money from the people who are donating to make the videos. <laughs> well, and the biggest thing is that they they recognize that the average sorry, sorry, I gotta I gotta use the right phrase here. The median age of a Fox News viewer is something like sixty five years old. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they which is incredibly they need old, which is very, very old, right? Um, because that means they've, just, they've got just as many people watching Fox News who are older than sixty five as they do younger than sixty five, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and it's it's fairly well known that like conservatives tend to be older, and conservatives know that they have to appeal to Gen Z if they're going to keep winning elections because millennials are going pretty, pretty hard to the right, uh, to the left. Um, mm-hmm. Gen X is pretty split and Gen Gen Z is not particularly inclined to go conservative and they've got to make gains as much as they can. And I think that that's what they're going for. And well, like you said, one of their largest uh, donors is in the fracking industry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they want Republicans elected. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, between that and the amount of like pro-Israel sentiment that they've got, like they're yeah, they're deeply, deeply invested in in like anything anti-Palestinian, right? And it wouldn't surprise me to eventually see a video if there isn't one that I just missed. It's like a why war with Iran is a great idea, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's it's very clearly the brainchild of two or three different subgroupings of far right ideology, you know, being pushed out into young minds who otherwise wouldn't have bumped into them. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I see a video they posted two days ago labeled a Palestinian explains Hamas. Yeah. That should yeah. be interesting. Oh, I'm sure that that's going to be fair and balanced. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. Uh, do you suppose we should go about thanking our Patreon supporters at this point? I do indeed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, thank you for doing all of this, for putting this together. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Stephen Andrus, Tiffany Hudson, Vanessa, Corey Ebert, Jeff Peterson, Jeremy Goodson, Matthew Sanders, Megan Mitchell, the guy that asks questions before he finishes the show. Special thanks to Alex Jones, Gay Frog Brigade, <laughs> Utah Outcasts, Wesley Aaron, Freethinker215. Janet Uter, Purple Dragon, Sarah Segovia, Savita Kuna, Theodore Sellen, Tim Jacobson, Trisha Weir, A Noble Spirit and Biggins the Smallest Man, a perfectly cromulent statement. And a big thanks to our $10 per episode listener, James. 
Thank you all very, Thank very you. much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter and hear more fun things from the show, like extended episodes, extended outtakes, clips from the cutting room floor, get your episode before everybody else, uh, then you can do that very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. If you are not a fan of using Patreon and would still like to contribute to the show monetarily, you can do so by sending us money through uh, PayPal at our email address of godlessrevolution at gmail.com. All that information is in the show notes and links for this episode. Thank you guys very, very much for doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I uh, just want to say real quick. Um, for those of you who are regular listeners to the show, um, you know that we normally start the show off with a little bit of back and forth talking about our weeks. Um, we're also going to be posting this to our various social media. Um, but we'd like your feedback on for episodes like this, where we dive into kind of deeper issues, where we just cut to the chase, right? And get right to the issue and then basically have our banter in the extra Patreon portion. Or if you would like us to keep it in, put it a different part of the uh, episode. We really want to get your feedback as we're kind of playing around with the format of our show a little bit. And uh, if if you could take some time to engage after this episode, we would really appreciate it. It's going to help us make a better show for you. Yes, absolutely. That's all for me. I'm going to go do stuff. Work is nuts this week, and I still have to go do more of that now. Oh, that's rough. Excelsior. Thanks for having me. Despite the fact that videos like these claim that society is doesn't make... Blah, blah, blah. Um, I started too many of my paragraphs with the word Prager, so I just completely oh. lost my, my shit. Um, <laughs>